Hey everybody, it's me, Dr. Matt Hombauer. I want to give you some background about myself in this episode, but I got rather bored by recording a monologue rumbling about my life. Luckily, I recently had the pleasure to be a guest on the Beyond One Lens podcast from my dear friend and colleague Serena Alieva. We talked about my being, my visions, how I help high achievers live a fulfilled life and what Aikido has taught me so far. So, I thought it would be a good idea to share this interview with you today. In the second part of this episode, at around 27 minutes in, I am working with Sadi. The topic she's facing is how to deal with an uncertain future, an issue many of my clients are struggling with. We both had a blast in this session, and you will experience what's possible when Sadi connects to her inner strength to better deal with this obstacle in her life. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Season 2 Beyond One Lens podcast, and I'm your host, Zarina Lieber. In this podcast, you will meet extraordinary coaches, experience power of the coaching conversation, and discover how powerful and resourceful you are. Enjoy the journey. Our guest today is Dr. Matt Haumbauer. How do you start everything from scratch and become successful in everything you do, of course, in your own terms, with a great sense of joy? Matthias is helping change makers who I dare to lead within. Hi, Matthias. Hi, Serena. So lovely to have you here today. And interesting enough, um, I've known you for a while and uh, we've done a coaching course together. And we've become such a close friends, although I have never met you in person. It's it's honor to have you here with us today. And what I would like uh, us to explore the new side of you today. Yes, the one please. That, uh, the one <laughs> I'm not aware and you can offer to our listeners. Would you mind sharing, uh, sharing your story, starting maybe with presentation, who you are? Starting where I am and going back, or should I go the different way? Whatever suits you. Yes. So first of all, thank you so much, Serena, for having me here in your podcast. It's a pleasure and honor. And it's, as we said before, like a, a continuation of our almost daily WhatsApp messaging. So yeah, it's this relationship really means a lot to me. And so thanks so much. Being really grateful for being here. Yeah, my story, let's start from being a researcher back then in 2008, uh, doing my PhD thesis in molecular biology wanting to win the Nobel Prize one day, but everything turned out differently. So I kind of felt it in the body already that something is off. And it, yeah, what it was actually was that my body was telling me that's not really the thing that you love to do or you would like to continue to do. So I fought with myself, I have to say like two years until I finished the PhD thesis. And on the day when I had my PhD document in my hands, I decided to become a rock star photographer. 
so basically, I wanted to live my passion and take photos of my idols in the music business, most likely rock bands. So I started in small clubs. And then all of a sudden, I was on stage with, with guys like The Prodigy and uh, ED Pop and whatnot. And so I thought, yeah, that, that might be a cool profession for me. I really enjoyed it. I was traveling uh, with bands. I was shooting for Instagram in France. I was flying to Saudi Arabia to shoot the biggest music festivals. Um, and then my daughter was born. Now I have two kids. Mia is uh, six and Noah is getting four in January. And back then, when I when we got Mia, I was reflecting on my life and was thinking, is this really the thing, like being a concert photographer, traveling all the time, or being at least out at night in fucked up clubs, really the thing that I want to do? And so I decided, let's do something different. And what I'm, what I just recognized a couple of days ago is like, you know, we are always having these huge milestones in our life that we are like proud of and celebrating. But there are a lot of smaller steps in there which might not be so celebrated or we just forget about it. And one of these steps or these little milestones was that a friend of mine uh, gave me an audiobook from Tim Ferriss called The Four Hour Work Week. And I don't know if, if the listeners uh, are familiar with this and Tim Ferriss. So in, in short, the four hour work week is more like a book about how to do work that you love independently from time and money. So, you know, not, not getting paid for your time, but doing it differently. And so one idea was building an online business. And so what I did, I started without any knowledge of WordPress or selling things, selling uh, courses online. I started a, a webpage called how to become a rockstar photographer, uh, .com, really long URL, but I thought this is what it is uh, back then. And yeah, it turned out people were interested in uh, learning how to become a concert photographer. And I just shared my path. I was uh, writing blog articles. I was uh, starting with a little ebook, and then I continued to sell an online course. And uh, I did a podcast as well, like 100 episodes, uh, interviewing the most famous music photographers. Uh, yeah, and then like COVID hit, uh, March 2020, uh, pandemic, uh, lockdown here in Austria, and everything closed down. The music business was dead for the next two years. And... Um, yeah, I was was being a concert photographer for 10 years. I have this online business. I had this online business for eight years. And I was kind of feeling not really stuck, but ah, I couldn't really move forward. And so what I saw as an opportunity when COVID came was like, maybe that's a gentle kick in my butt saying, you know, Matthias, it's time to move on. And so I appreciated this gift, I would say. Uh, that came to me, um, closed down the concert photography business completely and started uh, a new endeavor and journey where I met you, uh, naming like the Coactive Journey. And this is where I am right now, helping people and helping change makers to, yeah, to make an, an impact in their lives and lives of others. 
I just, I'm fascinated about uh, the change makers you just mentioned. Elaborate a bit more. What's the change, change maker for you? Yeah, for me, a change maker is someone who has already a vision, who knows where the path is leading. You know, I've worked with a lot of, of people and coached a lot of people who are like, I don't really know where I should go. Life sucks, but I have no plan and no idea. And yeah, there is place and space for for coaches uh, to to be there, or to, for clients and have coaches who who help them. But I found out what really energizes me and gives me the energy boost and kick is like when I can work with someone who has already a vision, who is on the way, and then help them to overcome the obstacles that are always there and you know there are similar themes if you're a high achiever if you're having your own business if you're a CEO of a startup um, and yeah and how I'm seeing it as well as you are seeing it as like multipliers so you will have even a more imp a more impact in the world if you can help someone who is having this leverage and so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm started with this um you know, I also have clients I love working with who who have uh, or in a situation where they want to change. And this is also a change maker for me, maybe just in the little world for them personally. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, really, really love working with those guys. Thank you. Uh, why you were telling your story, there are some of your values uh, were so obvious for me, like adventurous that eager to change. So the constant move. What else part of your values? Yeah, definitely family. Mm -hmm. So this this is one that came up once I got kids, I guess. Family was always important for me, but now it totally have a different priority, namely number one. And so what, what I'm also trying with my coaching business, you know, I'm, I'm right now I have two little kids. Mia is in sc school, elementary school, first class, Noah is in kindergarten. So what I'm trying to do is working from, you know, 10 to 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then being there for the kids. And this really feels great. And sure, I might limit myself, but I don't see it as a limitation. I see it more as a, as a, a balanced way of working on the things I love, coaching and helping people, but also be there for my family. Mm. I, what I hear, you're honoring your values. You created yeah. that. You you created that loop that helps you to show up every day to be that change maker you want to be for the others. Exactly, and it really helps. And and coactive journey really helped me to see like, of being aware what are my true values and my inner values. Mm. You know, I lived. I kind of lived them before, but I wasn't aware what these values were and mm. so having like a almost like a framework or just writing it down and, and being aware what what are those helps me a lot by directing how i'm i'm going forward with my business and i just had a, a talk today with someone from a big uh, ngo company and and uh discussing working with them and he said you know take care because with the ngos you give them the finger and they take the hand and i said okay I'm pretty sure I'm self-aware of this and, you know, I can offer you this and that, but everything is in, in line with, with my values of family. So I don't, mm -hmm. don't overstep about this. 
What are the other values of yours that you would like to share? Yeah, definitely creativity and innovation. There is something about building things from scratch. Mm. At least this is something <laughs> that that I got aware of. You know, I'm, and if I going back, I mean, I, I uh, started when I was seven years old with athletic like um, sprint and mm -hmm. long jump, and I was really into it like for for years, I guess. And then I. I got my first guitar and uh, I started a band from scratch. And then, you know, I became this molecular biologist and then started photography from scratch and started coaching from scratch and online business. So it seems there is something about creativity and innovating. And what I also have experienced once I dial, it's almost like dialing this volume of creativity down. Mm -hmm. I'm not as balanced and grounded anymore. And one mm -hmm. example would be um, there were times when uh, my wife, Lynn, who is a medical doctor, was prioritizing work. And I said, I am the stay-at-home dad and I do the housework. And, you know, I I do all this stuff that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And after a couple of time, it's like a month or so, It's uh, it really felt I'm almost like a tiger in a cage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's, I, I want to do things, but I can't because there's no time. And it's like, and then we found a way that that I'm still able to to be creative in, in whatever this means, being it now, uh, building a coaching business, being it um, starting Aikido classes. And again, learn from scratch some totally new stuff that I've never done before. Mm. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh... Why Aikido? <laughs> Good question. Uh, I've, I've, it's a mixture of getting myself out of the comfort zone because I, I was never into like martial arts. I, mm -hmm. It was always, always more like sports that I'm responsible for because I'm the only one who is responsible in a, like a, a solo show. I, I was never a team player. And mm -hmm. there you have this like, these fightings, you have uh, contact with other people, which uh, which is also something I'm more introvert and liking liking it to be at home in front of the computer. Mm -hmm. um, so this is this is one way. But the other way and the more important way is because I truly believe it will help me connect to my spirituality and my being. And uh, first time I found out was um, through Wendy Palmer, uh, who is um, someone living in, in San Francisco. And she developed Leadership Embodiment. It's a course. Um, mm -hmm. and it's all about like how you can use your body to release stress. And this course is based on techniques in Aikido. And so I got interested in, in Aikido. Uh, at least the name sounded interesting. And so I just Googled Aikido Dojo. They call it Dojo, like it's the, the practice place where you go. And then I found out, wow, next to my to my home, the next street is like a dojo from a guy who is doing this for 40 years. Let's go there. And so, yeah, slowly and steady, I'm, I'm getting into it. It's, it's quite different than everything else I've done before. You know, you have this, this Japanese etiquette, what you have to do. You There's not much talking. There is more showing. And this is, again, something interesting, um, like where I see the link to coaching as well, uh, because it's all about being. 
it's not do this, this, and that, and then it's working or learn a technique, be there, observe. You're observing the master showing a movement with someone, and then he says, let's try it. And then you're in pairs and you try it. And the interesting thing is that even though you're, I'm a beginner, you will be with the guys who are doing it for 30 years, for example. And everything is, everyone is doing the same things. And most striking, it's the only sport where there is no competition. There are no competitions in Aikido. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not about showing up and competing and being the best. It's more like, as far as I get it, everyone has like, get something out of it. Being it okay, you'll be more physical, it's a sport or more mental. And I can can tell you after two hours, I'm I'm really brain dead. It's so demanding on my brain and on my mind. So I truly believe it's more like a an inner reflection, inner work that you are doing with this, with this Aikido. And so really different what I've ever done before, but yeah, interesting in a way. So let's I see. Can, I- I can see it, I can almost feel it. There is one uh, somehow metaphor or uh, the phrase popping up for me is uh, the beginner's mind. Yeah, so you're definitely. independently, if you've done it once or 30 for 30 years, you're coming there every day with beginner yes. mind. Yes, and that's that's really something special, I would say. I'm curious, what did, just joining Aikido and trying so many different other things, what did you learn about yourself? Hmm. Yeah, that there is a, I wouldn't say there is a need to evolve, but there is a, almost a, I would say a pull towards evolving or becoming more aware or like a better human being, mm-hmm. whatever this, whatever this would mean. But just if I'm, if I look back where I was two years ago before I started the co-active journey, yeah, it was pretty cool, I would say. <laughs> no but I, I was I wasn't aware of so many things and and now everything becomes more clearer. I'm always saying before, uh, like a metaphor would be I I had my if you would cut cut off my head or open, it would I would be just analytical and everything else, emotions, spirit, heart, I, I didn't really feel or didn't know how to connect. And everything was like black and white. There is a yes and no answer to it. Mm-hmm. And now, during the this transformation, no journey and coactive, it's more like seeing everything in in rainbow colors and really being connected with my being. And this is this feels so much more complete, a whole, I would say. And this mm-hmm. is also what I'm seeing with a lot of 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 my clients. You know, especially if they have this these job positions where they are like up the ladder, the career ladder, uh, it seems, I mean, they are busy all the time and doing, 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 but there is not a lot of being or just, you know, giving themselves a break. Mm-hmm. And I, I just talked to someone today from, from this nonprofit organization really high up the ladder. And they said, do you, you know, do you pat yourself on your sh- shoulders? for what you have achieved. And he said, oh, oh, yeah, I should do this more often. You know, so so they are just doing, doing, and they're not really, they're not really aware of what's going on in the world, I guess. They're just functioning in a way, mm. or running. And so 
that's really important for me also to give my client like this other perspective and coming back why I'm doing all these things like meditation and, uh, and Aikido and all this stuff. It's like that I can grow myself and then I can pass this on, even though it might sound abstract in a way, it's not, not something that you can touch, but I truly believe, and there is this saying, as we know, you only can take a client as deep as you went. Uh, and I really love this this quote. So when I'm not there, I can't take my client there. And so it's mm-hmm. like I'm I would say I'm a work in progress all the time. And just but now with the different like with a different aim. Before it was like I need to do it because I need to be the best or I need to fast perform or whatever. Now it's like, you know, let's do it and see what comes up and and try to uh yeah try to to have a focus on the journey not the end goal mm. i just one thing that caught my attention behind you there are two things there is a sign there are certain words yes what the words are saying would you mind sharing be your authentic self and a heart <laughs> <laughs> and what is it about yeah because what i found out is being your true authentic self is the best way you can live your life. And by meaning this, at least how I understood it in the, in the coactive context is, you know, that you're aware of your values, what you're really standing for, uh, your life purpose, your mission on earth, why you're here. And once you grab this or be aware of it and you can set your action, your outer action, and kind of sync it with your your inner being, then uh, a totally different world will show up. You know, and it's so often that people are not aware of what I'm standing, but I have this job and something is not right. Something feels wrong. And so it seems it's always, if you're not aligned with your true authentic self and you're doing other stuff in the outside world, your body will recognize it or will let you know. And mm-hmm. I think too often people just are not aware of it and just go along because it's just a feeling or whatever, you know, or they're not connected and doing it anyhow. And so having this, this made a huge shift for me once I knew okay, family is number one and I will act like family is number one. And this means, you know, from, from not getting, not, not, not taking on jobs that are not uh, compatible with this to doing other stuff that's not working. And so therefore also the concert photography, which was great by the way, and I'm, I'm glad I did it. It's, it's not fitting my needs for this uh, value anymore. And so mm. I think what is important point is we, you are bringing as well evolution. We change, yeah. circumstance yeah. change, we grow. Exactly. And then, as you said, the values will grow, change with us as well. The priorities exactly. will change along the journey. Exactly. Just, yeah. mm-hmm. Listening to what is number one today, I think this is an act upon, in line with that one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And this can change. You know, family is always like a core value, but once the kids are older, things will change, right? I have mm-hmm. more options. And and so therefore it's it's always good to to be aware of where I am right now, what is the situation, what serves me, how can I react? 
There are two more things behind you. Would you mind sharing with the listeners what they are? Two, I see one, the bonsai. Uh, uh, and I see trampoline as well. Uh, and the trampoline, yeah. Uh, yeah, the bonsai. Um, I I bought this bonsai like a year ago um, because what resonated with me is like this, this observer ally in Coactive. And so for people who are not aware of it, but never heard of it, we are... We have this this sub personalities in us, and one of them you can call it like the observer. And what the observer does is like you see the world as it is, so without attachment, without any emotions. And one way to explain this is like you sent me the the podcast from Steve Chandler, right? Where he explains it a little bit, where he says, you know, it's. Maybe like the the situation is like there is a, a house burning down, and if you're the owner of the house, it might be the worst uh, day of your life because you lost everything. But on the other hand, if you see a, a firefighter for his first job, he will be enlightened and say, "Wow, I can help someone, and it's it's awesome to do this, right?" And so the reality is there is a house burning down. It's just the perception from each person, the owner and the firefighter, how you see it. And the bonsai reminds me of being there for like, I think 23 years now when I got it and just observing. And this helps me in a way when I'm coaching and, you know, I'm recognizing this bonsai behind me. It's like, okay, just, just observe. And don't judge anything, don't make something out of it, don't make anything up, any assumptions that the client might have, you know, just just be there and observe. And so the bonds is kind of a little reminder of the the observer for me. I love the way you put it. It's a wonderful reminder of your ally. Yeah. Just seeing it's it's yeah. it's 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 make you the just visual visual part of it, I think it's it's important, quite important. And yeah. what about the trampoline then? Ah, uh, yeah, the trampoline. Um, I got this trampoline like when when COVID started because I thought I need to do some sports at home, and yeah, actually really enjoying it. And so there might be another value of fun because I don't love mm -hmm. running, but with this trampoline, it's like it's a it's a belly con. If someone is interested, it's. It's a little bit different than the, the other ones because it has this bungee ropes. So mm -hmm. it's it's more fun to, to jump on it. And yeah, I just jumped before like seven minutes. Uh, I turn on one of my favorite music from Dead Mouse, uh, jumping for seven minutes, have a smile and feeling good about it. And and there is the there is also the nerdy part of it because I've read that I think the NASA tested it in the 70s. So 10 minutes jumping on a trampoline might have the same cardiovascular effect and 30 minutes of running. Wow. And since I don't have so much time, I'm enjoying jumping on this trampoline. <laughs> I love the way you, you serve yourself, actually. Yeah. Honoring another value of yours. Yeah. Yeah. And this is all trial and error. You know, I have a lot of tools. So I bought a lot of tools that are just, you know, being in the drawer and I've never opened the drawer again. But the mm. trampoline is quite, quite cool to, to play with. <laughs> Good. But yes, is anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Ah, uh, anything else? There's so much more to share, but so so less time here. So no, really enjoyed it. And yeah, if someone 
needs more info, wants to talk to me, have any questions, please feel free to reach out on LinkedIn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying connecting with people. And of course, would you mind if we share all the links uh, sure. on the show notes uh, for yes. this episode? Also the Bonza link to the to the Viennese garden shop. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Awesome. Thanks, for br- thanks for bringing a fun. Uh, we are our coachee just knocking in the door. Yeah. And I will just let uh, let our coachee in. And awesome. we're transitioning to the coaching part of the uh, yes. podcast. So first of all, thanks so much, Sadi, for making time for this. And thank you for giving me this opportunity. Uh, it's been yeah. a while since we spoke last time. Yeah, and I had great. a really good session with you some thank time you. back. So yeah. yeah, thank you. It's it's great to reconnect. So before we start, do you need anything to feel comfortable for the next fifty minutes? Or no, do you have I... any questions? Um, no, I. I'm just curious. I'm here, uh, ready to experience your magic. Nice. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. So, what would be a, a topic you want to be coached for the next like 50 minutes? Yeah. Um, I have a topic, and I can't go into that many details because mm-hmm. it will be public. But in essence, it's really about um, I'll soon be leaving my job Mm -hmm. without having something else waiting for me and being in that uncertain moment or uncertain space where you don't have a plan B or plan C or a plan D. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I'm doing that. So I'm really, you know, (laughs) scared. (laughs) I don't know if that's the word, but I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm doing something very different this time. Right. I'm usually a control freak that has everything planned, uh, but not this time. Yeah, and I want so, yeah. to acknowledge you right away for, for making such a bold move. And what I'm hearing, there is this this uncertainty, maybe this this fear, but also excitement to try yeah. something Yeah, it's like, there's like a huge question mark. Yeah. That's right. the only thing I see. Right. Um, Huge question mark. Yeah. Yeah. So so what's important for you about this question mark? Oh, I'm wondering what's behind that question mark. Like what's on the other side of the question yeah. mark? Um will I be okay? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um will I make it? And yeah. I think that's or do, or do I live on the streets then if it's not working yes. out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind In of the thing. worst case, hopefully not. But yeah, so what would be a, a good outcome for the for this session for you that you can take away? I think one outcome that could be really good is I I I, I don't know if I'm expecting too much, so apologies. Just just uh, go, for that. go about it. But just getting this this sense of calm that mm. it's okay to have question marks in your life and it's yeah. okay to not have everything figured out. Yeah. Right. So what I'm hearing is getting more calmness. Yeah. And more clarity maybe. About. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. 
let's go there. So how does this, this question mark feel for you? So do you feel it in your body somewhere? Like yeah, I feel it like over here in my torso and it's big, yeah. fat and round. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> and it's looking at me like a neon sign. Yeah. Almost screaming at you. Yes. Daddy, hey, what's, what should we do here? <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. And so, so what's, what's the feeling? What, what's in your body? You see this question mark. How does it feel? A bit of nervousness. And also butterflies in my tummy. Yeah. It's like I'm it's so weird. On one hand, I'm totally nervous. Mm. And on the other hand, it feels like, oh, I'm going out on a date very soon. And I'm so excited. Like, yeah, ooh. there's this excitement. And and also, also trust comes up for me, like trusting the process that yeah. it will be good in the end. So, so tell me more about the excitement. What are you excited about? The excitement is mostly about, okay, I am a creative person and I've been talking about my creativity for such a long time. And also with you, Matthias, yeah. uh, during our first call together, um, let me, you know, explore that, explore that area again. And also... I'm getting this sense of calm in terms of, okay, I will not be stressed out because of, you know, having a very demanding job. I'll mm. have some mental capacity that's free yeah. to just do stuff with. Yeah. And let's imagine you're in uh you like movies or books? What do you prefer? Movies. More? Movies. Let's I'm pretend. a visual person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're in this movie and you see the scene of, you know, Sadi standing here with this huge question mark. There is excitement and also a little bit nervousness and uncertainty. How, how would you name this scene in the film? This particular scene? Yeah, like where we are right now with all those feelings. What would be mm -hmm. a title for this for this movie? I was going to say the ending, mm -hmm. the ending yeah. in terms of, okay, there's been all of these things leading up to this particular moment. Yeah. Um, and ending of anxiety, ending of not feeling you're doing something meaningful. Yeah. Almost I'm feeling like ending of the old study and restarting yeah. something new. Yeah, and that's the thing that really is exciting but scary as well because I can I can literally feel the goosebumps yeah, right now. Me, me too. <laughs> like taking this step and Yeah. Yeah. And who is it that I wanna become? Because yeah. I thought I had the answer to that particular question. Right. And who do you want to become, Sadi? <laughs> it's a that's a good question I have this I have this alter ego sometimes that I play with in my head just for you know for fun yeah um, yeah so yeah tell me more about this alter ego yeah it's you know person who's out there performing 
creating art, yeah, writing poetry, painting, yeah, just this yeah. huge, you know, supernova of creativity. Right. And may I ask you to to stand up? Is this possible for you? Yep. And and, and how yeah. do you how do you call this alter ego? Her name? Yes. Okay, I never told this to anyone before, but her name is Sultana. Sultana. Yeah, kind of like a sultan, but the female ah, yeah, version. Sultana. Yeah, so so what's the body posture of Sultana? How is she standing? Yeah. Always like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like who are you to tell me what to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, let's let's keep this going, this movement, you know? Can you join in again? Like, yeah. So, so, so how, how does it feel to be Sultana? Intimidating, yeah. but also cool at the same time. Yeah. Because um, in a way, I feel that she has more confidence or the confidence mm -hmm. that I wish I had. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, you know. Yeah. Just being you in your full glory. Yeah. And and, and and let's try this out. Maybe I can talk to Sultana. Yeah. yeah let's try this maybe. out. Say, hey Sultana, how are you how are you doing? I'm good. How are yeah. you, Matthias? I'm I'm good. You're looking really cool and confident here. I've Thank I've you. I've heard from Sadi that you're like this creative explosion. Mm-hmm. So, Yes, yeah. that I am. Yeah, so so what's important for you to be creative and innovative? Telling a story, and not just my story, but the story of the people around me, the story of the grocery grocery man, the story of the bus driver, the story yeah. of the nurse who's working. And, and, and why is this important? to tell stories from others because i think it's because it's like you don't know me mm. and i think a lot of people have that sense that you don't know me you don't know what's in me you think you know me but you don't yeah. know me yeah. you think you see me but you don't see me yeah and then how does creativity plays a role in this for you in a sense of uh, creating awareness mm -hmm. this yeah. awareness of the those people who are not being seen yeah and who are not being known like what comes up for me almost shining a spotlight on them yeah yeah zooming in, zooming in. on their faces yeah, and there is also like a value of connection here. Yeah. yeah. For and, sure. And giving back. Yeah. 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 Because uh, where I am today, I've been through a lot to get here. And yeah. I'm sure that I'm not the only one right. out there. Right. Yeah. And that's so beautiful to to have this mission of making them seen and you know help them maybe because they also got in the same situation yeah before. 
So, and yeah, so, so I get, make myself seen or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, make yourself seen. So, Sultana, what would you advise? What's your one advice for Sadi in terms of, you know, she's seeing this big question mark. What should she do? Just go on and continue with whatever you're doing. Yeah. Because there's life after the question mark. Right. There's life after the question mark. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing is the question mark is not the end. No. It's and as you said, there is excitement, so it's it might be a beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much, Sultana. Going back to Sadi. <laughs> awesome. So, so what what are you learning from from this? I think I'm learning that there is a life after all. Um, even if things aren't planned, events aren't planned, there's still a life, and yeah. there's still a continuum. And to to bring this session to a close with an, like an action step, what would be a a small action step that you can take today or tomorrow that bring you closer to this new beginning? I think I would step into the head of Sultana and really write out who she is, what she is. Yeah. Um, this alter ego. I'm not saying that, you know... <laughs> It's not like I have split personality or something, yeah, no, but I, I, it's uh, just figuring out what's in there yeah. and get it out somewhere because right now it's just in my head. Right. There is no, 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 nothing in writing uh, yeah, from her. Yeah. yeah. So will you do this by tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you, so writing out like Sultana describing her, her her values how she's yeah. being what she's doing and then taking taking a step from there yeah yeah that's and the then, beginning for sure right and do you need any accountability for this i always need accountability yeah so what about letting me know tomorrow once you've written everything out that you did it would this yeah. help yeah perfect Awesome. That's a deal. That's a deal. Great. Thank you so much. Is is there anything else? No. You want to know? Thank you for know. thank you for doing this, Matthias. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for for playing out and it's yeah, it's it's exciting to see like you know there okay, there is this question mark, but there is a new beginning and there is this alter mm. ego sultana who really can step into it. And so I'm yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about what the future will bring and you you are already Sultana. Sadi. That I need to remember. Yeah. You are you are this creative person that you need to be. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Matthias. You. Thank you. Hear from you tomorrow. Yes. You awesome. will. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. All the best. Thank you for listening to Beyond One Lens today. We would love to hear back from you. 
give us feedback and even let us know if you'd like to be a coachee. Follow or contact us on Instagram at Beyond One Lens Podcast. Beyond One Lens is hosted and co-produced by Zarina Aliva and Jackie Parthouse. Till the next time.